0: Hello and welcome to the next edition of this Harrington Star podcast, whether it's Fintech Focus TV you're listening to, or our diversity and inclusion specials, we hope you're enjoying the shows, and please do subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to our groundbreaking short series, the maternity and paternity stories of Fintech. We aim to tell the real journeys the men and women of Fintech have embarked on when starting or further growing their families. Today in the world of fintech, more and more companies are realizing how important a people-first attitude is, and this is a previously unexplored avenue of that. We're here to learn how we can better support our people and just share some really great ideas. So today I'm over the moon because I have Celine Crawford, the Chief Communications Officer at SmartKits here with me. Welcome, Celine. Thank you. Welcome, Nadia. Mm -hmm. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. So just to kick things off, tell everyone a bit about SmartKits sure uh,
0: smart kids is um i won my first baby almost because <laughs> it, it was uh helped me to get out of the banking industry but what it does essentially it's a sports Betting exchange, a peer-to-peer betting platform that facilitates trading on pol- politics, events, sports, um, and it was founded about 10 years ago by a computer scientist, Jason Trost. Um and he really had this idea to bring financial technology to the world of sports betting, which is a very archaic uh, and old industry mm. that does things very manually and has very unfair pricing. So we're really kind of the transfer-wise of, of the betting industry.
1: Yeah, yeah. So like zoomed it into today's modern technology. Yes,
0: absolutely. I mean, we're 17. Percent technical, uh, you know, you, yeah. you come here, you've come here a couple of yeah. times now. You can it doesn't feel like a vetting company, it's really a fintech, yeah. Like company.
1: It is a fintech company and a really lovely environment. Like, I'm looking outside of our booth now, yeah. and people have just been cooked a breakfast. Yes, they have chefs on site, everybody, <laughs> yeah, we do, um, and loads of food here to my left, <laughs> yeah, and plants everywhere, and great TVs. <laughs> oh, and Wii games, as Yes, well. we
0: have a. Tournament at the moment and a foosball tournament, so it gets very rowdy at lunchtime.
1: Right, I love that. Um, Tell us a bit about your role right now. Sure.
0: So, at the moment, I oversee uh, the communications aspect of the company. I sit on the leadership team, so anything to do with investor relations, uh, PR, but I also oversee the people side of the business, so HR and talent. But you know, it's a very meritocratic environment. You Mm -hmm. know, when I joined, we were 20 people, and I did everything. Uh, I helped with the cleaners, I did my CEO was emails as so I really yeah. started um, trying to find my place and I kind of grew with the company but because I have a financial background, you know, I kind of grew into my communications role. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's the bit that I'm really interested in, mm. like your journey yeah. to your communications role. And what got you into smart. Yes, that was a tough journey, Nadia. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: because uh, I uh, you know I came from Lebanon so I had to be on a visa which was great because I worked for a German bank they sponsored me but that also is not great because you're literally imprisoned by that work permit and you can't really move around um, so I was in banking for about 13 years mm-hmm. um, I managed to move around uh, to different uh, outfits after the, the kind of big bank that I was working at but it was tough and you know we, we talked about this before you know women were very harsh on you instead of helping you um, I was one of the only women on the trading floor so Mm -hmm. people thought I was a secretary so it was quite a difficult journey and you know about um, keeping your emotions to yourself I was very strong on the trading floor and I would cry in the bathroom so much it was terrible so once I got my British passport I really had the confidence to say I'm done with banking and I'm ready for a new chapter and I literally quit my job to my husband's you know dismay (laughs) um, saying I can't do this anymore I need to find something that I feel purpose and value um, for and so I left and I started networking with VCs and uh, actually it was our VC passion capital that introduced me to Smarkit So Amazing. and I've been here
1: ever since so four and a half years ago now. Another really good networking story. Yes. yes. Yeah Yeah, because I think that there's been a, a large uh, shift in in how we introduce ourselves to new companies and mm-hmm. you know, me, me obviously recruitment is, is my Is my forefront. Um, But, you know, networking is stuff that I'm really encouraging people to do. Absolutely. I mentor people
0: here. I train them on their developmental networks. They don't really realize how many people they have in their network and what is the best route to get to a specific Mm. company or industry. Um, And it's just about
1: cultivating those relationships. Absolutely. So we're here today to talk about your maternity strategy. Yes. Um, So it's something that I'm really passionate about um, because I don't feel like people talk about this mm-hmm. we said earlier uh, a lot of pe- people's maternity journeys are, are hushed mm-hmm. or not supposed to be spoken about mm-hmm. at work mm-hmm. you get home mm-hmm. and you're not necessarily supposed to talk about work at home yeah it's uh, almost like we're, we're, we're told and this is um, mothers as well as fathers absolutely um that that we're supposed to be jacqueline hyde mm-hmm. and you know that's something that i really want to demystify mm-hmm. at the moment mm-hmm. by encouraging people to open and share their journeys and and I think by sharing each other's journeys we can all get stronger and be supported better I agree so I'd love to hear a little bit about your maternity journey mm-hmm. and the sort of support that you received yeah so I was really
0: lucky I have to say because I work in a company where people are extremely supportive we have this value of bringing your whole self to work so my whole self was me and, and my giant bump uh, by <laughs> yeah. by month eight um and you know, you you mentioned our chefs, you know, in the first three months, obviously, you don't really tell people you're pregnant because you're worried, but they knew because they had to tell me what was in the food. And I had this crazy lemon craving where I would eat lemons with salt, like uncontrollably. And so they would cut lemon slices, no tequila. (laughs) They would cut lemon slices and I would eat them in hiding. And people were like, what is she doing, you know, eating these lemons? And so I was lucky to be in a very supportive work environment. I was also lucky that my CEO was having a child at almost the same time. So that did help, I have to say, because because I think sometimes what's really difficult in a tech company, if it's very male-dominated, is that it's very young. People have not had children. They don't really understand, you know, what it takes to, to, to you know, to be able to navigate workhood and parenthood or mm. potential parenthood. And so that really helped me in the days where I wasn't feeling well. We have a meditation room, so I did sleep in there quite a few times, you Lovely, know, to, yeah. to recharge my batteries. Um, And I just felt extremely supported. But I was very open about my feelings. So if I wasn't feeling well, I wasn't coming in saying, you know, pretending that I was you know, top form, I would say, guys, I'm struggling, you know, I have really bad morning sickness, and I would, I would share that with people so that they wouldn't think, you know, what's going on with her, especially in the beginning when you can't actually see that someone is pregnant, because it takes a few months for you to, to look pregnant, it's important um, to voice that, so I, I actually felt really comfortable sharing that with my colleagues, and they were extremely supportive.
1: Mm. That's so, so nice to hear, because I think I hear a lot of stories about how people had to completely hide it. Yeah. And, I understand mm-hmm. in that first three months you, know, mm-hmm. you, you can't really go around celebrating or telling people so it's it's quite um, an insular journey but yeah. it's lovely that you were able to yeah. kind of whisper to the chefs yes. and say get me more lemons. <laughs> <laughs> um, now what about the wider uh, world of work, mm-hmm. um, it sounds like SmartKits have just been brilliant mm-hmm. and really supportive mm-hmm. of yeah. you but what do you think people should be offering their mm-hmm. staff both yeah. men and women yeah. during the period?
0: I mean, that's such an important question, and it's, it's, it's quite difficult because obviously on one hand, you want to have a really positive ecosystem for people to f- flourish, whether parents or not, and on the other hand, you have business objectives, right? So you need to make sure you're profitable, you need to make sure it makes sense what you're offering. So when you're a very small startup and maybe you don't necessarily have financial backing and you're thinking about your parental policy for the first time, it might feel overwhelming to say to someone, here's six months you know, maternity pay, or here's four weeks. Uh, paternity leave you know but i think it's very important to think of these people because you're really making sure that they're going to have longevity in the business that they're going to come back you're creating ambassadors and you can creating champions for your brand um, so i think what's really important is to have you know something that is similar to what the market is offering or better if you can again i'm really lucky we have this provision um in our uh, maternity policy with emergency nannying so we pay for five times a year emergency nannies when you come back to work um i kind of stole that from goldman sachs but you know i think that's really it's something that seems small but you know when you have a child and your child is sick you know you, you don't really know what to do and you have to be there with them so if you have a company that you work with which is what we do you create an account with them that you know you decide which babysitters are good and then you just book them they come to your home and then you can go to work right yeah. I think that really helped us um, we have a parents room as well um, so you know you can bring your ch- I mean I bring my son to work every, every all the time Did his, his fourth word was smart kids, and sometimes I'm picking up I pick him up from nursery, <laughs> and I'm like okay let's go he's like can we go to smart kids? I'm like no mommy's done with work today you know we're not going to smart kids, but his but just to show word, you how inclusive you know it's correct. been so I think that that's really important. I think, you know, being able to take the time you need when you have a child, whether you're the the dad or the mom is so important because those first few weeks and months are so crucial and so magical really. So being able to have a longer uh, leave and being able to structure that how you wish. So let's say you want to take one week now, a few weeks later, I think people should be flexible. And maybe you want to take unpaid leave. So maybe you're not able to give your employees what they need, but you say, all right, we can give you four weeks, but if you need more than that, how about you take it unpaid? I think that should be an option for people as well.
1: Yeah. I think it's so important that you've spoken about um, how this actually is in line with business objectives, how it's about having people that have longevity yeah. in your business and that are champions of your brand. Yeah. Because... A lot, of, a lot of people will look at maternity or paternity as black and white. Mm-hmm. You need to be back after two mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're out for more than three months, well, we're going to have to mm-hmm. have someone else do your role yeah. or, or whatever. And it can be really black and white. Mm-hmm. And there are a number of new startups that look at it and say, well, sorry, we just wouldn't be able to afford this. Exactly. When actually, that's, I think, a bit of a misconception mm-hmm. because when people go out and hire or, or try and build a, a culture, um, hiring co- I mean I know as yeah, it yeah. costs. Absolutely. Hiring the right people costs even more. Mm-hmm. And those costs aren't just the money, it's oh, the, the it's time. everything that translates the to the training you've invested Absolutely. in them. And then, then the real thing that I'm I'm very passionate about is the cost of losing good staff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that it's so important that the people are supported mm-hmm. through this time because you want them to feel comfortable and happy and and excited to come back absolutely rather than having to go out there into the wilderness and look for a new person that may not be right for your business. Exactly. I mean, I completely
0: agree with this. And I think it's a great way to build a relationship of trust with your employee if you're able to to offer these things. And and as I said, as your company, your brand, your purpose, you'll find that thing that differentiates you or you'll you'll know from your employees what they're looking for. Ask them, you know. Sometimes it's okay to tweak a policy. You don't have to have the same one for 50 years. I mean, that's the thing in tech you iterate. So that's my advice is review the policies that you have
1: yeah yeah so it you've already mentioned a number of your commitments mm-hmm. here at smart kids like just to name a couple um five times a year emergency nannies mm-hmm. I and mean, being pregnant at the moment myself and thinking about how ill children mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. like that that kind of puts me into a state of I, I freeze like oh <laughs> what, what would i do like can i take the an ill kit to work yeah i don't think so so like that just that's a great idea mm-hmm. um having your parents room the fact that that your son is fourth word out smart kids <laughs> it's it's great what other commitments are there here at smart it's not that you have enough of course
0: i mean obviously we offer childcare vouchers um so that's definitely part of it um you know we offer um, six months maternity pay and i think i mentioned uh the four weeks paternity leave but really it's more about I think the best thing that we offer is a collaborative way of going through the journey of parenthood and really on a case-by-case basis when people are coming back really thinking okay what what do you need to be able to perform we have a counseling policy that helped me immensely when I came back um, from you know 11 months off which I took actually yeah. um, and I had to perform at the highest level I had a lot of anxiety really postnatal anxiety uh, where you you're thinking all these things are happening to your child because you've put them in nursery and you're not caring for them and it was really difficult so the fact that Smarkets was able to pay for, for counseling it helped me uh, still be a very valuable member of the company and you know no one, you know, no one had, to, had to notice any different but it did a world of good to me um and so that's available for everyone to use for whatever reason whether work or professional at the highest we've had 1 one in 8 employees use the the policy and i think you know mental health is such a big thing these days everyone Definitely. has mental health so at one point in your life you know you you may want to talk to a coach or a therapist so having this in the company i think is one of the most valuable things that we
1: offer yeah i i think it's it's brilliant that you're you able to share that with us because what i always want from these podcasts that are people to listen and say do you know what we should probably go and implement Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. because we the the world is understanding that we have to behave the people first way now yeah Um, and you know me as a recruiter it's not just putting people first when they first join Mm -hmm. it's about that longevity Mm -hmm. and and actually how long people are with with you Um, and nowadays within fintech you know all all that is on everyone's lips is, is the diversity conversation, mm. the inclusion conversation, mm-hmm. the equality conversation. Mm-hmm. And why I wanted to do this podcast is because I want to talk about all of that in action mm-hmm. and what it actually means. Yeah. Rather than just hitting some statistics, mm-hmm. it's what do we really need to do to make this work long-term? So you've already given loads already yeah. your advice to the fintech community on how they can support their families and why it's so important for company culture. Is there anything other that you'd like to add? Uh, I would like to add that
0: to the leadership teams of the companies that you know they're a great example, and people are gonna look up to them. so you know, I talk about going to therapy as if I'm going to the gym, right? So if someone says, "Oh, do you want to go for drinks?" oh, sorry I can't I, I have therapy." Yeah. And I think demystifying things for people just makes it more accessible. I've had so many people following that just sending me a slack message saying, "Hey, can you remind me the counseling policy?" And I just think if you're open and and you're showing people that you can be a mother and you can be on the leadership team, um, it just inspires people to to want to do that as well and show them that it's a possibility. But if you have a leadership team that doesn't embrace that and that has negative comments or that, you know, I'm not gonna start uh, giving examples from previous jobs, but that really creates a negative culture. And then people, when they're thinking about their, their life and their journey, they think, actually, this is not the place where I want to have my child. And they'll simply leave.
1: Yeah. I think that's such such good advice mm. because you know it leaders sometimes don't realize the impact of, of what they say. Mm-hmm. I often find myself saying to people you're you're a leader like that is a responsibility. Mm-hmm. I know I use that word yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. I know you, yeah, you do yeah. as well. But you you have a responsibility to make sure you are paving the way for the next generation. So Everything that you've you've shared on that is um, is you being open and sharing. <laughs> yeah. So you are definitely walking the walk. Thank you. Um, so Celine, thank you very much for everything that you've said today. I hope everyone listening um, are able to take some of these key takeaways and actually put them into action because together we can make a real difference. Thank you. Thank Celine. you, Nadia.